Retail Newsday with Jeff Andreas. Happy Tuesday afternoon. 3.37 is the time. Hope you're enjoying this first day of June. A lot of this week is going to be spent conversing about the residential school system. And, and I already understand if people are feeling tired about hearing it at this point. It's, it's difficult to discuss. It's hard to grapple with. And it's draining. It's emotionally draining, to say the least. But those feelings that you might be dealing with, well, those are nothing compared to what those who were forced to attend those residential schools are feeling. Those who have relatives forced to attend those schools are feeling. The Sequentmic people living in this community where the discovery was made, our emotions, settlers' emotions, white people, are what we're feeling, nothing compared to what they might be having to deal with here at this time. Having a hard conversation is truly the least we can do. I caught up earlier today with BC Assembly of First Nations Regional Chief Terry Teejee to see what role we truly all can play in paving a path forward. First and foremost, thank you so much for, for making yourself available here. Um, I guess the first question that I really wanted to start off with was just, you know, we're, we're a few days here removed now from the discovery at the Kamloops Residential School of the 215 kids. And um, I'm just curious, you know, how is... How is everybody feeling that you've spoken to now that we've had, you know, kind of a few days to, to reflect on this? It doesn't get any easier, I know, but um, just, you know, has there been a, a, a healing process but that's been allowed to take place, I guess, at all at this point, even though we're, we're still in the early days? Well, yeah, I think, you know, very early in this uh, process of uh, the discovery of the 215 children that were found, uh, I suppose everybody is reeling and um, really what I've been seeing is uh, survivors and, um, you know, other Canadians out there is the outpouring of uh, support and love and uh, sadness and also uh, anger as well about how this could happen. And uh, right now, I think, um, you know, the sport uh, is... Uh, being provided by a number of, of societies and residential schools, uh, society, as well as First Nations Health Authority, First Nations Health Council to provide some mental health support. But I think in the long run, there, there will probably be required more resources for uh, support for First Nations, uh, you know, they're dealing and, and perhaps being re-traumatized by the finding here. Yeah, and we're just talking about this one now in, in Kamloops, and it's widely expected that there's going to be probably more found on this particular site. Uh, there's going to be more burial grounds discovered at other residential schools across this country. I mean, I know we're not there yet, but is is there almost a fear that once we start to see sort of the, the, the piling on of, of a lot of these kind of discoveries that it continues to open up wounds. I mean, this is just going to be a really challenging thing to have to almost relive, uh, depending on how quickly work can get done to, to find more of these, you know, sites that probably exist in this country. That's going to be really, really challenging to relive this kind of a story over and over and over again, if, if that's indeed what happens. Well, quite obviously, we're not uh, done with uh, the healing process in terms of the repercussions of the Indian residential school system. Mm -hmm. And we knew this already through the Truth and Reconciliation yeah. Commission. And, 
uh, definitely in the, in the long run, we'll need more support for our mental health and uh, also resources and support to uh, really look for the children uh, in terms of uh, ground radars needed or, you know, going down the road. Uh, really, what I'm doing here at the BCFN is following the Kamblas to Sakwatmik's lead. Mm-hmm. And, and offering my support there as well and uh, in, in, in whatever they need. You touched on it a little bit on the initial response, but, you know, you're seeing a lot of outpouring of support from across this country with things like, um, you know, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of teddy bears being put out. A lot of people are wearing or- their orange shirts and they're, and they're doing whatever they can to sort of show that they're, they're with First Nations people. They're with the Indigenous people of Canada at this particular time. Um, I guess what does that mean just to see that there are a lot of people who are so disgusted and upset by this, even though it's probably been known for a long time that this was coming, just the fact that we have, you know, people of all races and across this entire country who are, you know, trying trying their best, I guess, to try to sow some sort of unity with Indigenous people at this time. Yeah, I think, you know, the uh, outpouring of, of support and, and also the uh, heartbreak and, and, you know, this heart-wrenching find is... Uh, I definitely seen not only in business communities but elsewhere uh, throughout Canada, and I think it just speaks to, uh, you know, this this country needs to really reckon with the terrible history of genocidal policies that have been imposed upon Indigenous people. So I think moving forward, we have to translate that support and that outpouring of uh, love uh, to towards these uh, 215 and other residential school survivors into action. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the prime minister has to really, um, you know, he stated in 2018 and, and really in the last few days that the, his government will be providing support. And, and we need uh, not only the uh, symbolic support, but also the uh, the action, uh, you know, to fully implement the truth and reconciliation recommendations. But also here is to, um, you know, there's a. Uh, children right now to this day that are being underfunded in terms of child welfare in terms and uh, within the first nations communities mm-hmm. and this was in the court case that was spearheaded by cindy blackstock and the assembly of first nations and the child and family care society and the federal government continues to drag its feet and not follow with the uh, not only the decision by the courts, but also the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. And, uh, they, you know, that needs to stop. Mm-hmm. They, uh, the government really need to uh, put forward a, a concerted plan in terms of really implementing the, the many recommendations over GRC. And I think all levels of the government need to do that as well. What do you think the responsibility now is on, on people who are really just kind of starting to grapple uh, with the understanding of Canada's brutal history. Like I myself, uh, a white guy, I, you know, didn't learn much about the residential school, if really anything, in my education. And I know there's been a lot of talk about that changing, and I really hope we get to see that change and, and learn more about the history of our own country when we're going through the school system. But, you know, I'm not going back into K-12 here. So what do you think is my responsibility or, or just, you know, people in general now to learn about what happened and and really try to provide some action 
to change, right? We're seeing the demonstrations and the monuments being set up, and that's that's great to show that solidarity. But you mentioned action needs to occur. I'm just wondering if you maybe have any advice for anyone out there listening who who wants to be more understanding and more aware of what's going on. What steps should they take to start that process? Well, I think you know the uh, you know the citizens of of Canada and, and perhaps even the world need to know the truth about this history of of Canada and its genocidal policies towards Indigenous peoples. I think the um, people need to to learn about the true history of of not only uh, this colonial history of of Canada but also the true history. You know, it, it extends beyond. 152 years. Uh, our people have been here for thousands of years, and in many respects, the genocidal policies destroyed that history. And right now, that's what we're trying to reconcile and trying to bring back well, not only our languages, but also our culture, our way of life. And I think further to that is not only to deal with the or, or to be educated in terms of the current state of affairs of Indigenous peoples, but also further to that is, is to learn the truth, and, and beyond that is to, to really combat racism. Uh, what, you know, this is really steeped in, in terms of genocidal policies and the treatment of Indigenous peoples, is, is out of racism and, and uh, really assimilation. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, moving forward, if, if there are a really solidarity movements is is to contact your your local official your mp mla and and state that you want something done about the current situations and the current plight of indigenous peoples. i think you know it, it really is you know once we get um uh, this huge movement right now that i'm seeing not only here in canada united states and elsewhere is to to utilize that movement and and uh that movement, translate that movement into action where we can make the substantial changes and, and make this place a better place. Well, I, I certainly hope that people take those actions and, and you know, do their own responsible thing and, and learn more about what's going on. Uh, you know, we don't want to have these kinds of incidents or what needed to, to spark that change, but I do hope that is what does come from this. A lot of people horrified and disgusted based on what we're seeing, and this might only be the tip of the iceberg here. Um, Regional Chief, uh, thank you so much. I guess just uh, anything else to add while I have you on the line? Just, you know, where, where do we go from here in terms of helping those survivors, um, you know, make sure that they have the, the help that they need to deal with the trauma and, and to, to, you know, not, not be overwhelmed with, with the resurfacing of, of emotions and feelings and, and, and memories here? Is there anything that, um, you know, just people in general can do to help them in this time? Well, I, I think at this time is, is to talk, uh, talk to your elders, talk. Um, you know, the Indian Residential School Society has a phone number for a health crisis line. Um, the uh, number escapes me right now, but um, also further to this, I, I think it's really important to uh, understand our, our history. It, it's, it's really, you know, uh, uh, I suppose this today and, and moving forward to, to tomorrow is, is that the resources needed is, is probably going to be a lot more. Uh, right now at this time, uh, you know, the mirror is, is, is shown unto what this place is called, uh, this country of Canada. And many of us, uh, many Canadian citizens don't like what they see. So we have a real opportunity for change here. We, you know, part of the uh, 
healing journey is to see and witness, you know, the hurt and the infliction of hurt that were imposed on Indigenous people. But moving forward, there's an ability to, to create that uh, situation where we can all heal together. This really is a, a, an opportunity for this country to heal its, its terrible past and, and, and really reconcile with the Indigenous people and the First Nations here in this country. Regional Chief TG, thank you so much for this. Uh, always appreciate your time. Thank you so much, yep. and uh, we'll, we'll catch up again, but appreciate this today. Yep, you're welcome. That was BC Assembly of First Nations Regional Chief Terry TG. Uh, for those impacted in need of emotional support, he mentioned the, the line that exists, the Indian Residential School Survivor Toll-Free Line. That's 1-800-721-0066. Again, 1-800-721-0066. Or the 24-hour National Crisis Line, 1-866-925-4419. And it also adds, for settlers looking to support their critical work, you can visit irsss.ca to donate and learn more.